Welcome, everybody. It is February 27th, 2023, and you are listening to the very first episode of 16th Street Scanner. I'm AJ Hecht, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Tyler Page. Tyler, how you doing? Doing good, AJ. It's good to be here, and awesome. uh, I'm excited to start this journey, man. I am too. I am thrilled to be here. I think this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, for those of you listening, we are going to be covering the 2023 NTT IndyCar Series. Um, I'm a lifelong fan. However, Tyler, you are new to the sport. Yeah, I'm super new. So uh, I'm a drive to survive convert to F1. Mm-hmm. And then now I feel like I just need to pay homage to my forefathers to the people who built this country and learn <laughs> about IndyCar, you know, um, cause it's right. It's right in my back door. I feel like, you know, it's right outside. It is. I mean, it's, so. it's way, I, I don't want to sound biased here, but it's way more accessible. It's in my opinion, it's way more interesting also, but we can get into that later. Yeah, um, that's fair. Just tell us a little bit about why you are interested in IndyCar. Like what, and I guess what kind of sparked your interest in racing in general, obviously drive to survive, but you know what about yeah it? yeah well drive to survive uh was just uh it got me interested i you know i had grown up somewhat around cars i remember sitting in my buddy's uh my my sister's boyfriend's gremlin he was driving around <laughs> sitting in bucket seats my grandma uh, had a gremlin yeah like i have certain memories and i have always thought cars were cool mm-hmm. but it wasn't to the extent of like autosport mm-hmm. so f1 really got me into that uh and drive to survive was there but i've i've gone beyond like your average consumer i've read books Mm -hmm. on f1 cars and i've listened to other f1 podcasts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh so yeah you know i think there's a general curiosity there Mm -hmm. uh and i'm excited yeah well what do you want to know what what's kind of the you know burning questions for you as we kind of embark on this new adventure for you so one of the first things I have to address is like, cause when you, I've gone to an Indy car race with you and yeah. you've explained to me like many times, like, you know, these cars are, this is more of a pure form of racing. Mm-hmm. These are the drivers and they all have like same cars, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's going on right now with testing? Like what is testing? Cause I have some sort of idea of what testing looks like mm-hmm. in other forms of racing but um i'm like what is there to test on indycar if they're pretty similar i I mean so i i'm by no means a technical expert i don't have any sort of engineering knowledge or background to like speak from but i do know that it like the preseason testing they had it out at the thermal club which is this private track out in in palm springs california they had that a couple weeks ago 
And I mean, mainly they're looking at setup. So like downforce levels, camber, which is like how the tires are angled, you know, spring compression rates, stuff like that. I don't know if that's the technical term or not, but, um, and there are like a couple, um, areas for development that they can work on one that's the dampers, which is, you know, the suspension essentially, um, and that's kind of one of the big things that a lot of teams dump a lot of money into is because that's somewhere that's open for development and they can make a difference and kind of have their individualized setup more like an F1 program. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's, it's a lot about car setup and what will make the car go faster. And I mean, I think they still do that. I don't know. I think it's a little more secretive in F1 and, it's a little less noticeable because, you know, there's just such a big difference in each car. Um, yeah, I've but seen like, that's the way you differentiate, differentiate yourself in IndyCar. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, um, like, like you said, at the top of the show, IndyCar is really accessible and they have like, you know, like if you, if you're like me out there and you're just like listening or watching these races, you can go out and like learn about the car. And like, mm-hmm five seconds um that is something that i think is super cool Mm -hmm. and that they're doing really well but uh you know beyond that i also for me to get invested in a sport i need and i'm a hardcore baseball fan too i need to know about the history and i need Mm -hmm. i I really like data um Mm -hmm. and i think there's plenty of room for growth with that in this sport oh for sure that's kind of why i'm excited i feel like i'm you know, for those listening, you're probably like, you're not getting in on the ground floor, but I feel like <laughs> it. And that's no. Cool. no, well, I mean, like you don't have that background with IndyCar and there isn't something out there like Drive to Survive where you can kind of get in at a level that it, like it, you're not having to get to everyone else's level. They're kind of bringing it down to you and you can move your way up slowly and still have, you know, the universal stuff that is easier to understand, like storylines and championships and stuff like that, that, you know, makes it a lot easier to to understand, I guess, without mm-hmm. a, like a deep background on it, um, which I definitely think some, is something that IndyCar needs to work on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't want, I'm not going to come in to IndyCar and be like, I, this is what this sport needs to do. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, we could be the source of authority because I have no idea. I, I mm-hmm. am, I am so clueless. Uh, well, and that's, that's why we're here. That is why I'm here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in like to the, to the point where I think you need some sort of education about IndyCar to go watch an IndyCar race. Because uh-huh. when I was sitting there with you, I was like, you know, watching on TV is one thing. Watching live is like totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the same thing with like baseball in my yeah. eyes. Um, probably a lot of sports, but really noticeable with IndyCar when you're seeing mm-hmm. a car for two seconds at a time or something, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I think it's it, I, I've never been to an F1 race. I'm sure it's very similar in terms of experience, but because there is such a difference in the teams and you know the 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 speed of the cars and 
um, just the general playing field. Like it's a little easier to follow. There's also less cars. Like (laughs) that's also a factor too, is that like there's only 20 cars on the track at any F1 race. And like we were at the, uh, the IndyCar race, the GMR or Gallagher, I think this year, the Gallagher Grand Prix, um, that was part of the Brickyard weekend. Um, and there's probably like 25, 26 cars on track, which is a lot. And it's, you know, but even in an F1 race, you're still only seeing one, you know, you only see one corner. You're not seeing the whole track. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a similar viewing experience, but again, you have that background going into it. Yeah. And I, and you didn't have that background, which yeah. obviously makes it way more difficult to follow and understand. I totally get it. Yeah. And I, I will say this is, I don't want this, uh, education experience to be always referencing F1 because we're here to talk about IndyCar. No, I know. But it's just I've, easy to like at the base level. It's easy to like for you. It's a point of reference, right? Yeah. And I think over time, hopefully, um, you know, that'll drop out. That'll go away. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we'll have listeners shoot us an email at 16 street pot at Gmail and just complain about us, you know, yeah mostly me coming from f1 (laughs) background comparing stuff and that's fine um you know i'm open to those conversations uh because this isn't any car show so let's let's give it the respect it deserves yeah for sure um so i mean on on that note i mean what are your expectations for this year like what what are you expecting to get out of this experience and you know do you think you're going to be fully you know commit not committed but you know fully dedicated um so i think i'll get dedicated uh to to the at least the story that develops right Mm -hmm. you know that's the great thing about sports is there's always a story and Mm -hmm. it's normally pretty good Mm -hmm. uh you know i think like at least us as americans we do a good job at having good sports Mm -hmm. um i think that's something really unique Mm -hmm. but um I think I'm I'm just excited for that the the story to develop. I'm excited to learn about teams. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to learn how the sport functions because I don't even know like yeah you know they you know they give away a trophy at the 500 and <laughs> that tells you how much I know about IndyCar. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> uh, like I don't know how any of this crap works, man. And I just want to understand it. Um, yeah. So my expectations are just to learn a lot and hopefully I fall in love with a, a team or a driver or something, uh-huh. someone I can root for. Um, you know, I think I, that varies from race to race with, mm-hmm. for me. So if I can it, stay committed, I'll be good. It makes it way easier to watch too, when you've got someone to root for. I mean, that that's true for any sport, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's a lot more fun too to have, to have a specific interest. And there will be a lot of good storylines too throughout the year. I mean, there's your dominant teams, your underdogs, your new drivers, your old veterans, all all the stuff that exists in every sport. Like it's all here too. Um, And the competition is really good. It's close and exciting and I'm excited for you. And I'm excited. Like I've said in in the lead up to this, I've said a hundred times, like I'm excited to just have someone to talk IndyCar with. So those yeah. are my expectations for the year. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get invested in this community a little bit, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, what do you, what do you want to know about IndyCar? Like I, I've got a, 
lots prepared for you. Um, but but what's uh, what's the first question in your mind? Okay. Um, I guess like probably just pit stops because uh, pit stops uh, are so vital in. I think I feel like they're more important in IndyCar mm-hmm. uh, than in a lot of other sports. Uh, a lot of auto racing, but uh, well, part of it is that IndyCar has like full course. They call them full course, full course yellows, which is essentially like safety car. Um, but IndyCar has a lot more of them, especially on ovals, mm-hmm. um, because anytime there's any sort of debris or anything like that, they have to throw a full course yellow. Um, and they close the pits, so the whole field bunches up. And then everyone pits. So you don't have that. Depending on if you had pitted or not, you don't have that advantage or you do have that advantage of being able to stop under yellow. And that's kind of a point of contention. And I'm sure we'll run into that at some point in the year because it seems like it happens every year where a race just totally changes based on a yellow falling at the wrong time. But um, main things, I mean, you know, they're changing all four tires every time. They don't have tire warmers. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is a big difference from from F one. Um, they refuel. Um, there's a lot fewer guys that go over the wall. It's more like NASCAR in that respect. That there's you know, one guy for each tire essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a gas man, um, a guy who puts in the. Uh, the compressed air line for the air jacks underneath the car that pop it up. Um, and then now with the aero screen, there's a guy that comes across the wall and his only job is to tear off. They've got like thin plastic film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen on the screens. Yeah. And they come out and just tear those off. So um, yeah, but like anything specific that that's kind of the general. Uh, So yeah, I mean, so I watched last year's 500 yesterday and they had mm-hmm. they had uh the red flag and they did a uh you know a restart mm-hmm. and it was just really you know kind of interesting watching all of the drivers stay in their car people mm-hmm. come out to them mm-hmm. starting the car even uh you know and that's something that I'm not used to seeing uh so it struck me uh it's something I probably need to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the starters, especially, that's something that's totally different. That's actually going to change in a couple years. But yeah, they don't have onboard starters. So like if they stall on track or something, like the safety crew has to come out and they all on on the safety trucks, they that? all have a starter. I don't know. Tradition. I mean, they've never had it. I mean, I, I think part of it in part of how they're going to add onboard starters in the next couple of years is that they're going to a hybrid system. And I don't know if it's just like the battery on board doesn't have enough juice to start these huge, like 600 horsepower engines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, as far like, as long as I can remember, they've never had onboard starters. Um, and I, I think it might just be that, that's just how it's always been. I don't know. That's a good question. I'll have to look into no, that. No, no, I like it. I like it. So, I mean, yeah. that that came to mind. Um, I think, like general, uh, uh, I guess if I, because I'm I'm still really new. But what mm-hmm. 
like what races should should I go out and watch certain races? Should I just get ready for the next upcoming race in St. Petersburg? What should I do? Yeah, I mean, St. Pete is this weekend, um, which is kind of why we're doing this today, just so you can, you can get kind of a a rundown before the season starts. But uh, yeah, I mean, I would just personally, I watch every race, so um, I would just you know keep up with it as the season goes on. There's nothing um, historical I should go back to, though. Not no, really. I mean, like this, the season resets every year and I'll, 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 we can walk through some of the, the teams and, you know, who the powerhouses are, who the good drivers are, who've won a ton of races and polls and that kind of stuff. And we'll go through that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just a clean slate every year. I mean, there's not anything drastic happening with the cars this year. Um, like I said, in is a there a driver, years, a hybrid system, but is there a driver someone hates like everyone hates that guy. Uh, there is actually <laughs> <laughs> i i mean i don't want to speak for everyone but um there are some pe- like fans that like him but it doesn't seem like any of the drivers like santino ferrucci which um he's a younger guy he's um i can't remember what year was his first year maybe 2019 but he was in f2 and he Got into some trouble. Okay. <laughs> while he was over there. Um, he drove into his teammate on purpose. Nice. Um and um was found to have been driving through the paddock with his phone out, <laughs> like in his car. Um, and he's just he's your he bad seems boy. like kind of yeah, kind Go of. Ahead. And that like he kind of leans into it a little bit. And that's why some fans like him. I'm personally not the biggest fan. Um, he seems like. No, he seems like a jerk. He's, he could kill someone. Yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he got kicked off his F2 team. And after that happened, that's when he came over to IndyCar. And he was around for a couple years and then didn't have funding and only ran in the 500 last year. Um, and actually on carb day, which is the last day of practice for the Indy 500, he kind of turned into someone like at the end of the front straight and wrecked a guy in practice two days before the 500, which obviously didn't rub people the right yeah, way, I'm, which I don't I'm, you know. How can that? <laughs> but, um, he does have a full-time ride this year. He's driving for AJ Foyt, which should be interesting. Um, it'll be It'll be good to have him back, I guess. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan. I wasn't, I didn't miss him exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but so he's the bad boy. He's on AJ Ford. Yeah. And yeah. to my knowledge, only from having seen a few races, it feels like the top three teams are, or the names I hear the most AJ Foyt, mm-hmm. Chip Ganassi, and the Penske boys. <laughs> the Penske boys. The Penske boys are definitely they're the team to beat. They will power won the championship last year. The funny thing about Foyt is, and that that'll be something to watch because Santino, um, and if if you care to refer to him as Santucci, uh Paul Tracy, who doesn't call it like the TV races anymore. He used to call him Santucci. I think is that like a tongue in cheek like jab? 
I don't think so. I think it's just like a that's just different pronunciation. Yeah, I could be totally wrong there. That could be I could just be making that up. I don't really let know. us know. <laughs> <laughs> um well he like he kind of overperformed. He drove for Dale Coyne before, and Dale Coyne has historically been like less than the last 10 years or so, they've been able to win some races. They had Sebastian Bourdais, who in the champ car days, which that's a whole can of worms that the we'll get into another days. time. Yeah, that I shouldn't have even said oh that. My That's going to just warp your brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day we're going to just do an episode on the split. We'll just that will be all we'll talk about. I'll walk you through it. There's a lot of good resources out there. We'll is this about bread. We'll do. Is this relate to unleavened bread, like uh, Orthodox? <laughs> but is this is this the Orthodox split? <laughs> what <laughs> the schism? Like, I believe that's what they call it. Like Martin Luther nailing the. I think the that was one of them. I think the there was door. a few. Yeah. I get, I mean, essentially, yeah, that was basically what it was. Interesting. Yeah, there See, was a. Uh, it's happening around me. I don't even, you know, I'm 200 miles from Indy. This is a big deal. Well, I'm I'm a golf fan too, as you know. Um, and kind of the same exact thing just happened last year. I don't know if you followed that at all, but it was basically like I remember Colton Herta tweeting when all this was going down. Like, is the split happening in golf right now? And yes, it was. <laughs> it was the split. <laughs> That's what was happening. So, yeah, we'll go into that another time. That's that's too heavy. That's. <laughs> That's big boy stuff. All right, all right. We're all not right. there well, yet. Yeah, baby steps. Even you I don't know all bring, that went down. Bring me in. Bring me in warm, okay? I gotta. <laughs> I gotta ease into this. There's a lot. Yeah. Like the things that are going through my mind when I'm watching uh, a race. It's just like there's so many subtleties. You know, you, like mm-hmm. you really have to learn how to watch it, and it's in, and that's this like that is part of why. I just really need to sit down and just binge uh, as much I, as I, I can. I don't even know. I don't even know that it's a, you need to binge. You just need to follow it for a season and like keep up with yeah. it. And that'll just come. Cause I mean, you've done it already. You did it. I mean, granted you had a Netflix show to like kind of help you out, but like you did it already. You, you were able to, you know, drive to survive doesn't tell you all the the nuances of an actual race and now you sit down pretty much every week and yeah well, watch f1 and know what's hopefully going i don't on. do that so, like you can do it again hopefully i don't do that as much this time you know hopefully i'm watching indie only i'm ready i am ready <laughs> no to cut that no part we're of off we're not gonna do that tyler we're not gonna do that Get we're not gonna be me. those guys <laughs> <laughs> we celebrate all forms of motorsport okay on this okay. podcast we'll see we'll see i think i'm gonna turn into a hater um <laughs> i mean that would be that i wouldn't totally hate that just because i'm i have always thought indycar is better but yeah that's fair that's fair you know you know I, i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep an open mind i'll always be honest here on the podcast um yes. and i'm i'm just gonna roll with what the season gives me and i i got a feeling there's a lot more value uh coming my way so i mean in terms of like race tickets absolutely <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes a physical <laughs> tangible yes there's like literal value yeah i i don't have yeah. to drop five hundred dollars to and fly to miami or las vegas to go see this you know french guy from a mile away 
Well, don't look up flights to Indianapolis on Memorial Day weekend. Um, but other than that, yeah, you won't have to spend five hundred dollars. Well, I would never fly to Indianapolis. <laughs> I would just drive there. Rude. No, you don't. I'm I'm just driving, man. You gotta. It's a, well, no, I know. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a a good seat at the five hundred. Well, I mean, you can get a general mission ticket, walk up day of the race. For 50 bucks, I think. Nice. How much and is it to get into the, what's it called? The snake pit? The I have no idea. I could not tell you that. The snake pit is not my scene. It's not really mine, but I think I'd enjoy the, I think I'd have a good time, you know, just watching. I mean, you're not really watching no, the race in the snake no, pit? No, I'm watching the people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you can get that literally all, like. <laughs> Anywhere? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it's especially. Yeah, it's especially bad over there, but you can you can get it anywhere. Yeah, I'm just you know I see it. You gotta gotta get excited about that. I saw Magic Johnson mm-hmm. in there. You know, I gotta maybe there's a chance <laughs> he's there again. Who knows? But I would not be surprised if he if he enjoyed it. Yeah, and Indy Indy cars growing a little bit. I mean, it's not like gangbusters, but you, you really because they talk about it. I follow you know I've started following some Indy car pretty close, uh, some social yeah. media and stuff like that. And I feel like they're really out there saying like this sport is blooming. Um, and I don't know. I have no idea if that's true or not because I, you know, I'm just starting here. Blooming, you said, as in yeah, growing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like. I mean, there's 27 full time cars or something this year, which is, I mean, back in some of you know when I was a kid, you know, it was maybe 19 cars, 18 cars and no sponsors and no one in the stands and things were getting bad there for a little while. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's in a good spot. I think, um, I think there are some people that kind of feel like it's stagnating a little bit. Um, and there are a lot of people that the car is like 12 years old. So there are some people that I guess a lot of people, mainly the hardcore fans that are, have been, clamoring for a new car and there was talk about going up to a 2.4 liter engine and they kind of nixed that that was more the manufacturers yeah which there's chevy and honda are the engine suppliers um and honda's been around since like 2004 um chevy was there and then left and then came back and so when you say engine suppliers and this is some this is something i never fully understood um uh so are they what does an engine supplier do to help you? Like, do they just say like, "Ah, eh, we're shipping out twenty, you know, fifteen of these engines"? <laughs> well, so at the beginning of the year, each team signs an, an engine lease, mm-hmm. and it's X amount of dollars. Have no clue how much it actually is. And there's a certain, like F1, there's a certain number of engines you can use throughout the season. Um, and if you exceed that, there's a penalty, but it's basically like each team gets a, like a Chevy or Honda rep and they kind of, the engines, the block is sealed. Okay. So it's each manufacturer is responsible for kind of the, the power output of each engine and the reliability of each engine. And, um, they're kind of looking for a third supplier. That's been a story for like 10 years. Who would be the third supplier? 
They don't know. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> like they can't get anyone to do it. Like, oh, take someone, so, you know. Uh <laughs> it it was in 2012. They actually Lotus. Oh uh, yeah. Was the so Honda had been the only supplier for probably like six years or so. Um, and that, I th- that was part of why the car count was down so low, but, um, 2012, they built a new, built a new chassis, developed a new chassis, brought that in. And then they brought Chevy back and then Lotus came in and the Lotus engines were awful. They were so <laughs> bad. There were, <laughs> there were, I think there were two or three cars in the 2012 Indy 500 and they were like 10 miles an hour off pace. They got pulled off the track after like 15 laps in the race because they were so slow. That is wild. Yeah. And they pretty much were gone after that. See that. And that this is the other thing. So like, and I, yeah, man, I don't, I really don't want to touch F1, Um, but I'm going to do it one more time. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> like in F1, I feel like you see uh, there's definitely suspect strategies or you know you i people probably crashing to walls on purpose mm-hmm. at certain times um do you is that kind of stuff going on in indycar as much or no there isn't much of a team yeah i mean there are obviously teams but the team aspect isn't as strong as it is in f1 there's no constructors championship there's a manufacturer's championship and that's for the engine suppliers but that's it's all has no bearing on what like if you know chip ganassi's a honda team and so is uh meyer shank like there's no they're getting equal points for from both teams so it, it doesn't really matter and meyer shank isn't out to yeah they're not like help out andretti yeah <laughs> you know or chip ganassi or whatever so it's uh yeah, there's there isn't nearly as much that. I mean, I I could be wrong. There could be stuff kind of going on under the table, especially in a situation where like someone really needed points, maybe in the finale or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, the the team aspect isn't as strong. And I mean, obviously, there's teams that are better better than others. There's kind of Chip Ganassi and Team Penske are kind of the two top teams. Um, and Ganassi's Honda, Penske is Chevy. Um, and then tier two is kind of Andretti Autosport, which is Honda. And then on the Chevy side, you have Aero McLaren. Um, but like, there's not that same kind of mindset where like they're letting people buy to score points or whatever. Like it's, it's pretty much a driver's championship. That's really all that matters. It's the championship in the 500. Those are kind of the two big things and however you can get to that point is yeah you know what matters interesting so yeah um so like what's how many points can a driver score at st pete like is, um is so it all, i'm assuming all the races you know the places the positions are the same amount of points throughout um or is that not true trying to look up the exact number but so every every driver scores points in a in a race in a race mm-hmm. um i think you get 50 points to win and then it gradually goes down from there yeah 40 for second 35 for third 32nd for fourth blah 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 
Um, you get a point for leading a lap. You get a point for uh, the pole. And then two two points for um, leading the most laps in a race. So if you win the pole, win the race, obviously lead a lap and lead the most laps, you can get 54 points in a weekend. Okay. Um, so when you say if you lead a lap, you get a point. Like, that's just one lap, one point. That's all you need to do. That's all you, like, it doesn't, you know, you can't lead 50 laps and get 50 points. No, it's just eight, like one or more laps. And you get a you point. You get one point. Okay. Um, and like, if someone stays out an extra lap before they pit and they technically score the leader for one lap, they get a point for that. And they could finish 18th. They'll still get the extra point. So if, if, they finish 18th and they get 12 points for finishing 18th. They would get 13 points because they led a lap. Okay. And even if they led, you know, 199 of 200 laps and crashed on the last lap and finished 18th, they would get. Has the scoring always been like that? Uh, no, it used to be okay. like only the top 10 or 12 scored points. Um, I don't know when they switched over to this system. Um, might be a product of the split. <laughs> I was just thinking, which again, we'll get into that later. I, I, I was just thinking about all those people who gripe about participation trophies and stuff, and I'm like, ah, this is... you do see that. Yeah, you, if if you're if you pay attention on Twitter enough during races, you see. Hey, it. I mean, I it's, get it. People complain. I about get it. it. Um, I don't have an opinion yet because I I'm literally learning about this right now. So <laughs> yeah, but I get it. <laughs> I get why people. I don't. Would be. I don't. I don't think it changes any major championship. Yeah, implication. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't think it's had an impact on anything really. One thing that they did actually get rid of this year is they used to do double points for the Indy 500. So if you won the Indy 500, it was 100 yeah. points. But the flip side of that was if you wrecked on lap two and finished 33rd, like you got outscored by like 90 points <laughs> and it would kind of set you back for the whole year. And like Marcus Erickson won the 500 last year and got a hundred whatever points and was in the championship hunt for the rest of the year because of it. And I mean, he he had a good year. He had a good solid year, but that was his only win. Um. And he was in it like mathematically until the last weekend, I think. So, um, but yeah, they got rid of that this year, which I think a lot of people were happy about. Yeah, I, it seems weird to wait that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there's probably a reason behind that. And the 500 is historic. Um, mm-hmm. But well, it's also significantly longer than all the yeah. other races. Yeah. <laughs> which I like, I get that part. And they used to, they used to, it was called the Triple Crown and they had three 500 mile races. Um, and at that point, like all three of those were worth double points. I can see where they're um, going. I understand that logic, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they also had for a while, they had, they were, they called them double headers and they, it was a lot of street courses. Well, I guess they do have a double header this year at Iowa. Um, which is, I guess, a similar situation where it's essentially double points. Cause it's the same track, you know? Like you're gonna have the same setup. If you you know if you do well in one race, you're probably gonna do pretty well. In are the you other. doing chances? Are you are. doing a road and then an oval? Is that what you're doing in Iowa? I know. No, so <laughs> so Iowa's an oval. It's like a short oval, and they run the oval both days. Um, 
But in like Detroit used to be a doubleheader. Toronto used to be a doubleheader. So they, a lot of times there were street races where they would run Saturday a race, a points paying race on Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And now I have to reckon with. I just have to see, man. I just there's there's so much out there um, that's going to happen. Um, uh-huh. And 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 I gotta. It is weird starting the season and then putting it on ice for three weeks. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And I'm not here to criticize Indy Carr because I don't really know. <laughs> you should criticize him if you want. I mean, like, I'm interested in what you have to say about it. Not It being just seems a... like, a, like a false start. It's like a spring training or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but people, I've watched St. Pete before. It's a fun race. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's worth something. So I don't know why it feels, why I just don't know why that exists. Because it, it feels like it really kills the momentum, man. My question for you is, like, would that, is, if you, if I weren't obligating you to watch, <laughs> watch the next race because of this podcast, like, would you, would that put you off? Would you be less likely to watch the next race because it's not I until three I don't think I'd be less like, I, I would just be like, if I'm not a fan, like, like, you know, if I'm, or a casual fan or whatever, if that is going to be something mm-hmm. that I will accidentally forget about it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh yeah, that yeah. guy told me, you know, the guy at work told me to watch the race. That's right. It's happening again. Um mm-hmm. but uh like, you know, nothing it's like once you start, you gotta you gotta keep going. I feel yeah. like you can take a break as long as people know when you're coming back, but you can't take a break right at the beginning. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense to me. And it it's it's been like this, I think, for a little while, for a couple of years. Um and it doesn't make any sense at all to go a month after your first race. Yeah. And it's not like the season is 10 months long either. No. And I like, you know, I, it's just like, I want to normally after I watch a race, mm-hmm. I'll find myself in that mood for, for IndyCar, for racing in general. I'll, you know, I'll bump on knee for speed. I'll, <laughs> I'll drive a little faster on the way to work or something or try and hit an apex. <laughs> Like <laughs> these are the things that I actually do. Like it affects, you know, it, I, I have an itch. Yeah. Um, And I feel like, you know, that three week period, it cools me off enough to where if I'm, if there isn't some, something's there saying, Hey, watch this. And I'm hoping that's what happens. Right. I'm hoping mm-hmm. I, I get that itch a lot this year. And I think I will. Um, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. The frustrating part for me is that it's there's very clearly a solution to it and it's put like have a race. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like drive the car. It's not a complicated issue. I mean, granted, it's complicated setting up a race and finding someone to do it and pay for it. But and I, I don't know. They could be working on it. Who knows? But it's a very obvious solution to a very unnecessary problem in my opinion okay well that's enough of that i'm not gonna sit here like i said i i don't know this sport there could be reasons for this i'm sure there are hardcore fans out there who know exactly why there's three weeks and there's probably good reason um but if i don't think there is i don't (laughs) think there is a good reason i really don't i i can't think of one i 
it's just silly. Yeah. It's... Well, you know, yeah, well, we'll see what the future holds. You know, maybe they'll change it up. Um. Yeah. And I'll I'll pay attention during these three weeks, and I'll try and understand. You know what's what's happening in the meantime. Um. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they pump out some good videos and some you know good behind the scenes stuff. Um. One thing that's new this year is they're doing a TV show. Um, it's called 100 days to the 500. I think I don't remember. It's on the CW, which is a little weird, hey, um, yeah. but it's something yeah. CW shows people knock them, but there's been some very funny moments. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if you like, you know, Batgirl or, uh, there, I, you know, Batgirl, um, that's about it. <laughs> the flash, well. uh, the Flash and Hundred Days to India yeah. comes out April twenty seventh, so it doesn't even fill the gap, which is kind of frustrating. But <laughs> it comes out April twenty seventh, but that's yeah. What's that like? Thirty five days to India. Well, so they already started filming. I think it's supposed to be more like Hard Knock style. Okay, yeah. So it's going to be much more current stuff, kind of as the season goes on. Um. Which I'm excited for. It'll be cool just to, you know, see it on TV outside of actual races. And I mean, part of the, like, Drive to Survive and the, the new being a golf fan, the new Full Swing that's on Netflix now. I mean, it's just cool seeing behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Like, it, it can only help, really. But I need that stuff, man. Like, you know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I've watched mm-hmm. all the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, and it yeah. just enriches your fandom. Uh, it it really you know it connects you with it and you understand absolutely a lot more. I totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. And yeah, it's only good that they have it. But yeah, it would it would be helpful if it helps fill the gap a little bit. Yeah, I but, mean you know at least they're trying something, and I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely watch that. Uh, and mm-hmm. you gotta hope it's it's done with the the right intention. Part of me is like I'm really. You know, does does IndyCar have any like weird like, you know, 2009 there was smoking in the dugout, right? In baseball, people could smoke. Was yeah. it really that yeah, late? Yeah, 2009. Oh my god. Um, and like, is there stuff like that going on, or there is because this is a niche kind of smaller community? Are people allowed to get away with uh, you know, uh, being a little more uh, relaxed? Uh, I mean, it's not like Rush where they're like drinking and smoking and well, yeah. hopping in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. I oh, guess these are the things I want. We'll find you know, out. I'll bring my, uh, I'll bring my like theater binoculars to a race and <laughs> look into, look into the pit lane, see what's going on. Um, there very well could be, and hopefully the the, the TV show will expose that. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you got anything else you want to talk about, man? I, I mean, do you have any more questions or like you know not what What do you want to know? We're here to to answer your questions. So uh, when St. Pete hops on on or pops up on your TV on on Sunday, that I think you're uh, I feel prepared because we're gonna do a we're gonna do a show uh, right after pretty much. And yeah. it's going to, I think, coming off of that, I'll have a lot of, uh, you know, insights. Uh, and, uh, I'll have a lot more questions specific towards 
the race, understanding yeah. it. I think I kind of get the basics, um, but you know, there's, there's a lot of nuance and uh, really just trying to give it the respect it deserves. So there's nothing, there's nothing out there right now where I'm like, if I don't know how this works, I can't understand what's happening, mm-hmm. um, which is good uh, mm-hmm. until that happens. Right. Cause that'll happen during mm-hmm. the race. Something will happen. I'll be like, Oh crap. Um, yeah. You know, what's going on. And yeah. hopefully the commentators describe well enough that i'll know yeah but i'm also interested to hear what you have to say about the tv coverage throughout the year yeah that's something i'm kind of interested in in what you have to say yeah i i mean right now i'd say i mean it's not it's not very good um (laughs) it doesn't you know there's it's kind of hard to find uh Uh you have to seek it out uh i have i don't have cable i have hulu i've and i have peacock so mm-hmm. i can watch stuff there but um mm-hmm. it's not as much of uh an event uh that i think mm-hmm. of you know uh and i it's not there's nothing there that's like you know get ready IndyCar's coming up uh unless yeah. you're there unless you're link to the social media that is where they're yeah. really shining through i think um yeah like they are accessible when you actually seek it out but they gotta mm-hmm. you gotta bring an indie car to me yeah. man yeah well uh before we wrap up i do want to uh get us on the record with some predictions for the year okay. just a couple small ones i know you, you you uh you don't know a whole lot yet you don't know the the ins and outs of the teams and the drivers and who's you know mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it'll be interesting to see where I end up at the end of the year with this stuff. This is almost like a pre-test that you'd have to take in math in eighth grade. Okay. So. Never liked it. Anyway. So, Indy 500, obviously biggest race of the year. Kind of a crapshoot sometimes, but also the, the top teams kind of shine through almost always. So, um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. And then I'll see okay. what you say. So okay. the question is, who do I think is going to win the Indy 500? Yes. Okay. Um. Uh, I think, you know, I don't know all the drivers, especially because there's new ones. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I'm fresh off of watching the last race, the last 500. Mm-hmm. I think maybe uh, Colton Herta. Um, Colton Herta? Yeah. Yeah, it was cool watching him. Skid on his head, uh, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I like that guy, but I'm not, I'm not committing to him as a favorite. Uh, but um, he seems good. He seems good enough. And you know, Scott Dixon, people really hot on him still. Um, oh, I mean, absolutely. rightfully so. I think he's been around for a while. These are things oh, I could be talking about, like Lewis Hamilton, right now. I have no idea. I mean, Scott Dixon is essentially the Lewis Hamilton yeah. of IndyCar. Yeah. He's won six championships. He's only won one 500. He's kind of had terrible luck. As you, yeah, I saw. <laughs> saw as you one. saw <laughs> watching last year's race. Um, no, I think Colton's a good pick. He's, I mean, not to, you know. No, I won't say it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. He, when we get to the actual Indy coverage, you know. Yeah. Um. My pick, I think, I kind of want to go outside the box a little bit. I'm going to go, 
I'm going to go with Scott McLaughlin to win the 500. Okay. He's he he's he he has the Australian supercar background, but he's been really good the last year. Did he uh, won three races? Did he DNF uh, last year? Uh, yeah, I think he was going. It was going into three. Yeah. I think he wrecked. Um, it was really windy last year. I think I don't know if that was a factor or not. Um, but yeah, he did wreck. But I think he gets he redeems himself this year. I think he has a great year overall. Um, I think. Uh, I think he's got what it takes, and he, and he's in a Penske. Penske had a kind of bad year at the 500 last year. I think they have a good year this year. Um, I would love to see Joseph Newgarden win. I feel like he's kind of been on the door a couple times. Um, he almost won in 2016, but that was when Alex Rossi won by saving gas for like 45 laps or whatever. And that's wild. Cross the finish line at like 95 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. He finished third that year. He he was leading pretty much the whole second half of the race, him and Carlos Munoz. But, um, yeah, I think Scott McLaughlin does it. Um, and then season-long championship. Who do you think wins? Oh, the, the, you, this is So I, this is like throwing a dart out there. Yes, I, it is. I have no idea. Um, but that's why this is fun. <laughs> you know, uh I'm not trying to like make a fool of you. I'm just genuinely curious. I'm trying to think of like who, you know, like if you picked Scott Dixon, I would not be like, well, oh, yeah. Why I mean, are you that's, picking? That's a, that's an obvious contender there. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe Pagano though. Um, and yeah, I, I like to see uh, someone with an interesting name. <laughs> I mean, Pagano won a championship when he was with Penske. Okay, and Meyer Shank won the five hundred in twenty twenty one with Elio Castroneves. So I buy a Meyer Shank uh, meat at the deli. <laughs> I think that's a different Meyer Shank, but that's good enough reason as any. I might go with your five hundred pick. I might pick Colton Herta. I think. I think he he's got the cheap. longevity. I feel like he's a hothead. I don't know. Um, I don't think so. He's in a punk band. He he plays drums in a punk band. You're telling me he's not a hothead? That is like the that, drummer's like, got to get it all. He's out. like Southern California, like skate oh, punk band. Okay, I think I don't know exactly. Yeah, I mean, we're mm. both kind of into punk music, but I've never really listened to his. I think they're called like the Zibs or something. The Zibs, Colton Herta and the Zibs. Yeah. WKPX. They played, there's this, this metal bar in Indianapolis. They have like a punk rock night once a week. And they played here. I was going to go, but then for whatever reason, I didn't end up going. But going to go see him this year if he plays there again. Yeah, man. If he's there, we'll go. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go see Colton. Colton Herta, if you were listening. <laughs> <laughs> Book a show at the Melody Inn this year. But yeah, he's my pick for the championship this year. I think he gets it done, and he All gets right. the license, and then goes off to F one with Andretti, unless they kick him or keep him out again. But who yeah. knows, man? So yeah, and and you know, I think um, I, I, it's hard to say who I'm going to root for uh, throughout mm-hmm. the year. Uh, it's it's going to ebb and flow. Yeah, I think. Um, Knowing my personality, I'm probably going to root for, at least initially, like the 
the Penske boys. That's a great name. <laughs> uh, like that's a great nickname. I can see myself jumping on that train. Um, yeah. I can see, uh, you know, it really, I want the stories develop, like I said, and, and from there on. Um, but I also, I tend to go for like an older driver too. Like it's, it's always cool to see those guys just like outclass people, uh, because they've just been around. Pagano is a good pick for that. He's, uh, you know, he's been around a little while. He's got some wins. He's got a 500 under his belt. He could be that guy for you. All right. Take me to the ball, Pagano. Plus, he's got a fun name, like you said. Yeah. But it's close to my name. And now I'm rethinking it. Maybe I shouldn't. You know, when we come back after after uh, our first race here, I'll probably have a better idea. Going to see um, who wins the first race and then make a decision. <laughs> going with him. <laughs> well, with any luck, Pagano wins this week and you're off to a good start. You yeah, don't man. have to reassess. Pagano wins. I'll get him tattooed on my arm. <laughs> All right. Can we write that? Can we? Can we shake. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not actually going to do that. But um, you know, you never know. Maybe if, if he wanted me to, if he asked me, I would do it. But right. well, I'll be tweeting at Simon Pagano. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Do we want? Do we want to do? Uh, is there anything else we absolutely need to cover? I don't think so, unless you have any more questions. No, man. I honestly, I'm gonna have more as we keep going, um, yeah. and the pace will definitely pick up uh, in intensity, well as well. So, uh, yeah, cool. Any all right. final thoughts? No, I'm good. If you are, no, I'm good, man. Well, I guess that's all we got. So, uh, thanks everyone for for checking us out. Uh, thanks for listening to our first episode. If you want to get in contact with us. You can shoot us an email at 16streetpod at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us. Uh, it's at 16streetpod. And for both of those, it's 16-S-T-R-E-E-T-P-O-D. Also want to give a quick shout out to Nolan and Sierra from Penny Wishes for providing us with the theme song for the podcast. Uh, and yeah, thanks again for listening. That's all we got. Cheers. Who's gonna win it?